Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Fred Lowry, illuminating God's Word for today's world. The choice, the Word of God, or the world. The choice, Christ, or culture for us. We can choose Christ. The most important thing that anyone can ever do is nail down your salvation. Rock solid, set in concrete, unshakable, unmovable. You know that you know that you know if you die today, you would go to heaven. Can you say that? Do you know that? If not, don't leave this room today until you know that for a fact. Don't walk out the doors until you have settled the issue of salvation. You say, Pastor, aren't you being melodramatic? Friend, listen to me. Death and judgment and hell are dramatic. This is something you need to settle. So why is it so important to nail down something like this? Glad you asked. Let me give you some reasons. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6, 2, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, today. Nowhere in this book does it say you can be saved tomorrow. I've talked to a lot of people who are planning on doing it one of these days. But nowhere in this book does it say you'd be saved tomorrow. Tomorrow is the devil's word. Put it off. Procrastinate. He doesn't tell you there's not a God. He doesn't tell you you ought not do it. He just says you've got plenty of time. Put it off. But time is one thing that you don't know how much you have. So today is God's word. Today is the day of salvation. I've never met anybody in my whole life who intended on going to hell. I'm not not, not kidding. Not one person. Nobody's looked at me and said, you know, pastor, I intend to go to hell. I can't wait to get there. Looking forward to it. But you need to understand that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And there are millions who be in hell who intended not to be there. So good intentions won't get it done. Then in Hebrews 9, 27, the Bible says, For it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. You say, now, Pastor, you know, we didn't come this morning to hear you talk about death. I don't think y'all talk about death. I'll make a deal with you. You quit dying, I'll quit talking about it. (laughs) But I want you to understand reality. Everybody in this room is dying right now. From the moment you're born, you began to die. That's the bottom line. And there are no exceptions. We all are going to die. The truth is, everybody in this room is just one heartbeat away from death. And you don't know when you're going to have that last heartbeat. You don't know what's going to happen even before this service is over. I was home uh, last week, Uh, Lee was in Dallas, and I got choked. Now, don't don't laugh because this is serious. Not that you would laugh at that, but 
you know, I've, I've, I've thought about people getting choked on stuff, but I, I didn't really realize what it's like to get choked. And I, w- I got choked on a piece of chicken, and all of a sudden, I could not breathe, and I knew it's over because there was nobody there. It's amazing. In, in that short amount of time, you can think about so many things. Your mind just speeds up. And I'm thinking, Lee is gone. Nobody's here. I'm in this house alone. I'm going to die right here on the floor. And somebody's going to come in and find me here in the floor dead. It's over. Well, by the way, I survived that. You you know that. But it so frightened me that it was two days before I could even talk to Lee about it. That's how frightened. I've never been more frightened in my whole life. But you remember President Bush? Here's a guy that rides around in armored vehicles, and he has secret service all around him, and he has guys on all the rooftops with high-powered rifles, and the guy almost choked to death on a pretzel. You say, what are you saying, pastor? I'm saying there is no protection. You could die. You could die at any time. And I believe from the depth of my being that you're not ready to live until you're first ready to die. So what's going to happen when you die? You need to settle that once and for all. The third thing, the third reason is that there are only two categories of people. Saved and lost. Saved and lost. Say that. Saved and lost. Only two categories. There no, there's no in-between. I run into a lot of people that think they're almost saved. But to be almost saved is to be altogether lost. Close doesn't count. In horseshoes it counts, but not in salvation. You either have Jesus or you don't have Jesus. You say, well, what what, what does it take to be lost? Nothing. If you hadn't done anything about salvation, you're lost automatically because you have a sinful nature. Remember the story of the Philippian jailer over in the book of Acts? He was a man who was as mean as a junkyard dog, and yet Paul and Silas got to witness to him. An earthquake came. He began to tremble with the convicting power of God, and he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved. He didn't say, what must I do to join the church? He didn't say, what must I do to turn over a new leaf? He said, what must I do to be saved? You see, you can be informed and you can be reformed, but what you must be is transformed. It's not enough just to try to do a little better. It's not enough to try to clean up your act. You need total conversion, total transformation that the grace of God does in your heart and life. Reason number four, most people think they're going to heaven when in reality, many are going to hell. You see, people say, I think I'm going to heaven. I feel like I'll go to heaven. I've had so many people say, I feel like I would go to heaven. Folks, don't base your salvation on how you feel. Feelings are up and down like a fast yo-yo. There are days I don't even feel saved. Don't look so spiritual. You have those days too. 
Aren't you glad salvation doesn't depend on how we feel, but what God did in Christ on a cross? It's not based on feelings. Don't gamble with the destiny of your own soul. Know that you know. Don't base it on how you feel. You say, well, Pastor, when you say a lot of people think they're going to heaven, they're really going to hell, that's just your opinion. No, it's not my opinion. Let me tell you, my opinion doesn't count, and neither does yours. God's opinion is the only one that matters. So let's see what God says. Matthew 7, 13. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, to hell. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few will find it. Now, if you're from Alabama, let me explain that to you. It says the crowd's going to hell. That's what it says. The crowd's going to hell. Don't follow the crowd. You'll end up in hell. Verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, ye evildoers. Now, what does that mean? That means the church crowd is going to hell. Are you okay? The church crowd is going to hell. You see, this church has over 8,000 members. The FBI can't locate half of them. <laughs> the church crowd is going to hell. Now, that's not my opinion. That's what God's Word says. And those who've, who've, who've even done miracles, those who've done great things in the church, Jesus says, I'm going to say one day, sorry, I never knew you. So what that means is people, millions of people are going to stand before God fully expecting to hear him say, welcome, come on in. Only to hear the word, sorry, I never knew you. Go and serve the one you served while on earth. What a tragedy. Number five, most people are sincere but many are counting on the wrong thing to get them to heaven. Now listen to me carefully. I don't doubt that you're sincere. But I want you to know that many people are sincerely wrong. You see, you can be sincere and be sincerely wrong. You can take the wrong medicine. I mean, you're sincere as you can be. You thought it was the right medicine, but you take the wrong medicine, and then you are sincerely dead. You are sincere. See, see we somehow think if somebody's sincere, and they're, 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 you know, they, they, that somehow they're going to make it to heaven. They may not have everything right, but, but they're sincere. A few years ago, I read an article in the, in the paper about a family in, in Miami, Florida that built their dream house and they, that house was completed only to discover they had built the house on the wrong lot. And the owner of the lot said, thank you very much. <laughs> well, if you finish that seventh chapter 
in Matthew, that's what Jesus talks about, building the house on the rock or on the sand. See, what, what are you counting on? What happens when what people count on doesn't count? The guy was working on his television antenna. He had, uh, we didn't have cable. He was up there on the, with an antenna on his roof and it was, wind was a little bit up and he got, uh, he became insecure. And so he climbed down to the edge of the roof and started beating on the roof, got his son to come outside. He told his son, he said, son, go in the garage and get that heavy rope and tie it around that big tree and throw the other end up here to me. And so the son went and got the rope and tied it and threw the other end up there to him. And he, he walked up the, the top of that roof and he, he put that rope around his, his waist so that he could stand on the top of that roof. And he felt secure because he knew that tree would, uh, would be able to keep him steady and secure. What he didn't know is that his son had a better idea and he had not tied the rope to the tree. He tied it to the bumper of his mom's car and she backs out of the driveway and he comes off the... You see, it's so easy to trust in the wrong thing. Or you may think you're trusting in something and it's not that at all. When it comes to salvation, you make sure that what you count on really counts. Number six, modern man believes that mankind, that all people are basically good. That's what the culture out there believes. That people are basically good. But you know what the Bible says? Mankind is basically bad to the bone, rotten to the core. I want you to stand in honor of God's word. I want to read you a passage from the book of Romans. Because remember, it's not my opinion that matters. It's not your opinion that counts. It's God's opinion. And in Romans chapter 3, beginning with verse 21, you find the heart of the gospel. In fact, if, if you've got your Bible, you may want to draw a heart beside the verse, these verses to remind you that this is the heart of the gospel. This is the whole truth about salvation. This is the revelation of the miracle of righteousness provided for you and me. Verse 21. But now a righteousness from God apart from the law has been made known. Wonderful news. To which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness comes from God. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Verse 27, where then is boasting? It is excluded. By what principle? On that of observing the law? No, but on that of faith. 
For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from observing the law. Would you bow with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. We know that it is truth without error, that we can count on it. Thank you that you've spelled out salvation for us and what it means to be saved. And Heavenly Father, I pray that right now in this very room, your Holy Spirit would take the truth of your word and cause it to find application in our lives. We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you would like a copy of today's program, go to www.fredlowry.com where you can find this program and other Christian resources by Dr. Fred Lowry. 